Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the internet and off the internet. Go there today, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, what a day. What a day. It is a day. Uh, that is technically true. Um, it is, it's like hot. And I'll take it. Uh, unless the earth is dying. Uh, it's nice and hot here in Chicago. So I'll take, I'll take summer lasting through October. That's fine. Right into well, the regular NBA season. They say there was some basketball today. Well, sort of. The Lakers didn't really show up, but Nets didn't really show up either, but there was basketball. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh man, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to watch the uh, I'm going to watch the first preseason game, baby. And um, I saw who was sitting out, and I was like, I'm going to watch the Bears lose. <laughs> and then they didn't, so I was surprised. I was watching the Mavericks open practice because that's how much of a degenerate I am. You are certainly a degenerate of all degenerates, uh, which is why we're here. That's a that, that transition didn't work out, Tyler. Um, but actually, if you are a degenerate, you would not be taking or respecting Steph Curry as the numbers who pick overall this season. Uh, in my rankings, anyway, my in my tiered rankings, Steph Curry, I'm taking him number two. I love Steph Curry. People hate on Steph Curry all the time on NBA Twitter. I don't get it. He's like one of the greatest players of all time. He's completely changed the game. He can shoot from anywhere. Uh, he's absolutely a blast to watch uh it, on tv live uh all of the above uh completely changed the game of basketball and there's still haters out there i don't i really don't understand why tyler uh can you can you come up with any reason why we shouldn't take steph curry second overall in our who do i draft series where we go through the first six seven rounds of a draft uh drafting out of the first round is there a question there? I'm not yeah, sure. Why, why should I take anyone else number two overall? Oh, I might take Steph Curry number one overall. I mean, he's oh. just amazing. And he offers a really unique stat line that, I mean, he's going to lead the league at three-pointers made probably. So you got that category, a nice advantage there. He's just super efficient. He's a point guard. He's fantastic. He's fun to watch. Um, you could stay up late every night and just watch him drop his 40 and enjoy yourself. Um, what's not to like? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's not to like, but people seem to find whatever stupid reason they can. And in my, in my opinion, there's, there's a lot of people who get points. There's a lot of people who get threes, but there's no one who gets points and threes like Steph Curry. There's no one who gets uh, those points and threes along with the free throws, along with the assists and rebounds like Steph Curry, like the, that, that combination uh, of people uh, of stats doesn't really exist anywhere else. He shoots at volume around 47, 48%. Another nice stat to have if you care about your percentages, which we do here at Watching the Boxes when we are drafting, as we will draft uh, in our Who Do I Draft series, we are basing it on a head to head nine category league, old school style. And we'll be going through each one of the rounds trying to pair the um the players who are available in yahoo's adp with our first round player um tyler i think let's let's go ahead and get started 
All right, all right. So we're at 23 now, all right? Yep. So um, we're doing a 12-person draft. We're going down to 23. Who do we got available? And we're kind of at this spot where we talked about in the last draft where they're like, there's a lot of guys, and I'm not sure that I'm super into a lot of them right here. Yeah, um, I don't I don't love picking at the top of this draft. Like you talked about that. Uh, we talked about it a few times, but it leads to this end of second round where you go, yeah, these are all third round players. Yeah. And then the second round players, you're like, man, do I really want to take him like Kyrie Irving? Do I really want to take Kyrie Irving? Like, what is he going to do? Is he going to play games? Is he not going to play games? Um, yeah. And Zion's injured. You know, you got Fred Van Vliet, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, those types. Um, you probably want to get Gobert or some a big man, and he's probably the best big man available right here just because the big men are going to dry up fast and then you're not going to get one. That's true. I think from what I've been doing mock drafts, I've noticed the centers, uh, the, the forwards and centers at the top of the draft, you know, they're definitely gone in the second round. There's not a lot of centers and, and forwards in the third round that are that are too – tantalizing i don't know how excited you want to get about julius randall uh, i like chris middleton but is he a second round player no uh, i certainly don't want to take christian wood in the third round no thank you um there's not a lot of bigs left and those those even forwards are kind of hard to hard to find at this point but there's really not a lot of centers left that aren't going to harm you in some way and i don't want to harm steph curry's free throw percentage here um even though Gobert does have a bad free throw percentage. It's not a huge volume. It's something that Steph Curry could take in. I just want to gauge your idea, an idea though. What about Fred Van Fleet here? Double down on guards, even though I'm telling you, you can find guards later in the draft. Why don't we double down on guards? Well, the thing is, and this is probably why I wouldn't go for Van Fleet right here is obviously we got another pick coming up and there's four there's actually maybe five guards on the board that I don't mind picking. So you feel like one of those guys is definitely going to be available. Like if we're sitting here in Van Vliet, Mitchell, Booker, Paul, all those guys are still on the board. Shea Gillis, Alexander, like I feel good about one or two of those guys still being on the board in two picks. Whereas if I don't pick Gobert here, I don't want DeAndre Ayton at this spot and I don't want Christian Wood at this spot. And then I'm not picking a big man here because I don't want to reach all the way down for someone like Clint Capella. Yeah. Your best big man is likely going to be, you know, you're probably gonna get Jonas Valanciunas there at the, at the next, you know, 50 something uh, pick here. Uh, when our next kind of turn 47, 50, you're probably gonna be looking at Jonas Valanciunas. Um, I don't think, and a lot of those guys aren't going to slip to you down there. So, you know, Johnny Collins, Clint Capella, Miles Turner, all those guys end up going uh, in between 26 and 47. You're kind of, you have to get lucky or you're, you're going to be shit out of luck down at 47, getting the big. So I agree that we have to go a big uh, either at 23 or 26. Um, and you might as well just go a big right away, get it out of the way just so you don't miss out. I think if people know what they're doing, they're going to be looking for bigs as well. And I think we're going to be taking Rudy Gobert a lot down here um at 20 at this at this spot in the draft because there really just isn't a better there isn't a better player out there to to to, to hone in on so we got gobert we got our big we got our blocks and our rebounds the points are hurt but curry is outstanding in points i think i want to lean back into points i, I don't know if i want to go with like a chris paul uh at this point um lamello could be kind of fun here 
pump up those steals. Shea Gilders Alexander is hanging out around uh, this spot at spot 26. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, who I'm not, I'm not really in on either one of those guys this high in the draft. You could always go with Michael Porter Jr. or Chris Middleton. Tyler, who are you looking at? Oh, good question. Good question. I'm probably going for a guard. Um, for me, man, this probably comes down to that Van Vliet, Mitchell, Shea Gilgis thing. And it depends on how you feel about Shea Gilgis here. Um, personally, uh, if, it, if, like it was ju- if it was just me, I'd probably rank them Van Vliet, then Shea Gilgis, and then Donovan Mitchell. But, I mean, you can kind of take any of those three, and I'd feel all right about it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna go. You know, you just ruined your you just ruined your draft by taking uh, Gobert here. And um, here, watching the boxes, we do not punt categories. We ignore them. Um, there is no reason to uh, only get guards this high in the uh, in the draft. That's why Rudy Gobert. Like you don't just because Steph Curry doesn't get any blocks. Most guards don't get any blocks. It's perfectly fine for you to go find some blocks and not be absolutely abysmal in any of your statistics like uh, is is actually much preferable to be very good top three in about three categories and then be very manageable in the rest because you can stream your way into winning some of those depending on who you're going against if you punt right out the gate you're kind of putting yourself in a hole that you might not be able to get out of because someone else might be punting the same way um tyler i really like shay at this point because i like his rebounds for a guard and he's going to get the points right and there's the potential kind of like 0.8 steals 0.8 blocks which are both just fine and good but could help you a little bit and think about that right that you get that uh that extra 0.7 blocks from one of your guards when steph curry was so bad you're going to punt it now you got rudy gobert almost getting you know two and a half blocks a game and then you got shea almost getting a block a game that's pretty good yeah, and I feel like he he kind of evens out your points where now you have three guys that are all – if you average out your team, you're probably averaging somewhere between 22 and 24 points a game, which is elite. Yep, and I like that starting guard, Shea. And Curry, your points are great. Your three, Even though Shea's not like a big three-point shooter, your threes are still really good because you have Steph Curry. Our rebounds are absolutely – got to be number one in the league. Uh, our assists are fine. They're good, not great. Our steals are okay. They could be better. Our blocks are very good. Our field goal percentage is very good. And our free throw is not, like, it's it's probably, like, middle of the road. Uh, we usually ignore turnovers, and uh, I, I think we will continue to ignore turnovers, but we will not just look for guys who have bad turnovers as we approach round four, picks 47 and 50. Um, who's down here at 47, Tyler? We got uh Valanchunas, Richard Holmes, CJ McCollum, Lonzo Ball, DeJounte Murray, kind of like a, a Shea Gildress light, Jaron Jackson Jr., Malcolm Brogdon, Anthony Edwards, OG Ananobi, uh, Tyrese Halberton, DeMar DeRozan. I feel like there's a lot of guys in here that I am kind of into. Um, one of the guys I might be targeting here is Jaron Jackson, just for the upside. I kind of like Jaron Jackson. Uh, and I also want to have a nice forward. Um, and then I'm also kind of looking a little bit at, at Anthony Edwards for the scoring. That might be too risky to take both of those guys, though, Tyler. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, if you just want some solid scoring, you could also go for McCollum, right? I mean, like, good threes, good scoring. 
good assists, good rebounds, decent percentages for a guard. Um, I'd worry a little bit by taking him about our, our steals and our blocks because, I mean, he's not – he's okay both, but he's not fantastic. Um, yeah, I, but I like the leaning in on the threes, right? So you're going to get CJ with the, the points in the threes. He's not going to really hurt you anywhere else. Your steals aren't that great, but if you go if you go 40, at 47, you go CJ and you get Jaron Jackson or 50 or vice versa. I think both of those guys are probably going to be available to, in, in those spots. You can – Get if you get Jaron Jackson, you can get a really nice block guy, and then you got a nice forward with some blocks. You'll probably be looking to uh, point your or ignore your your steals at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's all it's all right there, and it's all on how you want to go. Um, you could even reach down a little bit here. There's a lot of guys in this kind of 50, 60 range that I feel like could all go with that pick fifty that. I wouldn't hate like DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry. Like, so you kind of just pick your horse there and whoever you think is going to have a really good year. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people are going to go, Oh my God, you're going to take DeMar DeRozan with Steph Curry. Why would you ever do that? It's like, well, no, that once again, the five and a half, like over five, like three pointers a game is a lot. So you're not like killing yourself by getting a guy who gets like zero. You're going to have to have a guy who gets zero on your team pretty much. Uh, if you want a, a well-rounded team, and even though this is head-to-head, uh, I, I think you can still build an incredibly strong team, really in any direction, with Steph Curry. So if you wanted to like fully well, lean into you, threes, you, go right ahead. If you want to like manage threes, go right ahead. If you get the Rosen too, you got another guy who's got two pretty darn good percentages. That's going to boost that category up even more for you, and probably actually makes your free throw your seventh out of. 12 your eighth you know you're the eighth highest out of 12 somewhere in there i would bet yeah it definitely would help your free throw um i want a forward i think here so cj mccollum i feel is like a safe pick and then jaron jackson's maybe a little bit riskier but a lot of high upside there a really nice forward who gets blocks and then we're like we're we're incredibly a pretty pretty good punt build even though we started with steph curry so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go cj i'm gonna go jaron jackson what do you think about that? Let's do it. All right. Well, our points are like incredibly high. All those everybody is scoring 20, but Steph Curry scoring like 30 points a game, which really helps balance Rudy Gobert's like you know 12 to 13 a game. Our points are great. Everybody's hitting threes except for Gobert. So that's that's really nice. We got incredible threes from both Jaron Jackson and CJ McCollum. Uh, our rebounds are still really good. Our blocks are now pretty close to, to the top of the league at this point we got uh, uh with with a half a block from cj which is you know pretty rare for a guard over half a block with uh shea gilgis which is pretty rare for a guard and then you got rudy gobert elite, elite blocks jaron jackson very very good almost two blocks a game and our percentages are fine so we could kind of like i'd say like at this point in the draft we've leaned into our points and threes but we've also built up a stat we didn't start out with with our first pick in blocks which i think a lot of people would just go well it got steph curry on putting blocks well that's that's pretty stupid because now we're top three in three categories probably top maybe top one in three categories uh we're probably top three in rebounds that's four categories we need one more our field goal percentage is very good that might be something easily easily to booster up and assists, we can still compete in assists. There's lots of guards to come here at rounds six and seven down at the 71 
74 spot. So for me, I'm still looking to keep my points up, my threes up, and I'm going to look for assists in, the, in this spot. Assists or field goal. So who do we got down here, Tyler? I mean, you got a lot of good options. You got Darius Garland. You got Marcus Smart. You got D'Angelo Russell. You got Derek White. You got Spencer Dinwiddie. If you're looking for guards, you got Mike Conley. Um, you got Colin Sexton. If that's your that's your jam, Kate Cunningham. Um, and then you also got a couple of big guys. If you're into the Mitchell Robinson or Robert Covington, maybe Isaiah Stewart types. Yeah, there's a lot a lot to choose from down here. So, oof, man, I. It would be nice if Nurkic would fall in these drafts, but I think people are catching on that Nurkic is very, very good. Um, I want at least one guard who I think can be very good in assists. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's down here, but I don't like his field goal percentage. I don't want to lose uh, my slight uh, above average edge in field goal percentage. So I think I'm going to be leaning towards someone like Darius Garland here. That's fair. That's fair. Um, any of those point guards are probably going to drag your field goal down a little bit but i feel like they're also two guys that have like gonna have some hot weeks and help you win that category too like you know that garland and maybe even d'angelo russell gonna have like some weeks where they shoot like 47 48 just get hot and have a couple like 20 30 point games um and so that variance sometimes can help you and sometimes it can hurt you oh yeah it, it definitely can be a crapshoot i think um but I like, I know D'Angelo Russell's bad in both percentages. I don't want to hurt both of my percentages. Darius Garland, I just think Cleveland is going to be looking to him and Colin Sexton to do a lot of scoring this year. And I, re, I just, I like, Darius Garland keeps moving up people's draft boards. So he might actually not be available here by the time you, you do your draft at home. But Darius Garland is technically available at 71, 74. But who should we round this out with? You know, we got a lot. There's a lot of guys that we that are further down here. We're kind of in the uh, plateau section where it doesn't really hurt you too bad to look further down in the draft to see who you could combine, um, like, Garland with. Is this far too early to be looking at someone like uh, Kevin Porter Jr.? Man, that'd be a big leap for Porter Jr., but they're going to definitely give him the ball and just let him go. Um, Personally, if I'm going to take someone like Porter Jr., I think I'd just rather take Dinwiddie because I feel like we've seen Dinwiddie do it. And Porter Jr. could be bad in both percentages. Like, shot 73% last year from foul line and 42 from the field. Um, So he's definitely going to harm both your percentages there, whereas I think I'd rather have someone... Do you want, like, a big, like, a little bit more... uh someone who's a little bit more friendly to the, the rebound block section, like Isaiah Stewart, or maybe even Robert Covington, Mitchell Robinson's well, around here. I, don't, and, I know we that, don't like him. I feel like if you go for Covington, like you're already pretty good in points. If you go for Covington, like he gives you that steel block. He gives you some threes. He gives you some rebounds, you know, like he just kind of rounds you out maybe a little bit better. Um, especially cause I like some of the guards going after this. And I know we're not going to like pick anymore, which is fine. But like, you know, there's some guys down here, like, you know, you get Jordan Clarkson, he's going to get you some good points. Like you got guys like Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs who could be good guards this year, you know. And then there's even like forwards like Kyle Anderson coming up who are just – he's going to do a little bit of everything. Whereas I feel like if you go for one of those like kind of do-everything guys right now in Covington, you can kind of go in a lot of different directions for your last, you know, five, six, seven, eight picks depending on how many people are you're drafting in your league. 
Yeah, I like that idea where you're kind of getting a, a very versatile across the board guy and you'd be like, oh, well, he doesn't, his points are, we, we're really good at points. So it's like, yeah, well, you could still find some points here uh, in the, 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 the eighth and ninth round. You could still, uh, your threes are going to be fantastic because Robert Covey is, is going to hit threes and he's going to get you a, 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 over a block a game. You, you might want to, instead of Covington, you could go with one of the bigs. Like you could take a, sh- a shot on Stewart if you feel like Stewart is someone who's going to, uh, play in Detroit. I think we're a little bit cautious with Stewart. I think he's being over uh, being overdrafted a bit, but he certainly could go that direction. Here's another reason why I don't super worry about points if it's if we're playing head to head. It's like I'm going to be streaming. I'm going to be trying to take advantage of the schedule every week. So like I feel like I'm going to get a game or two on my opponent pretty much every week, anyways. So I feel like I'm already five, 10 points ahead of him. And so drafting someone like Covington, like yeah, okay, he might get you nine points a game whatever but like if you add that nine times three that he gets you you know 27 but if you look at it like i'm gonna get more games than my guy because i'm gonna stream and pay attention like you might be that 27 might be 37 or 40 and like 40 points from a guy in a week isn't that bad no not at all uh if you're paying attention you're doing your 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 due diligence someone like covington here um or or isaiah stewart someone who's going to boost those blocks that were are that were good and even though we have steph curry we are great in blocks, uh, but Covington across the board, he's going to hit you those threes, which is nice. Uh, get you good rebounds and get you good blocks. Um, and then with Garland, boost those assists, boost those threes and points again. Uh, and the percentages aren't going to, I don't think, be too bad with Garland. Covington doesn't uh, shoot at volume, so his percentages aren't really going to hurt you. And this is a pretty fun team. We got Steph Curry at the top. Uh, with our 23rd pick, we went Rudy Gobert, which a lot of people are going to be like, oh, don't pick Rudy Gobert with Steph Curry. No, they complement each other beautifully uh, because you can find good scores and you can find um, three-pointers, but you can't find 14 rebounds a game later in the draft. You just can't. Um, and to prove that, like we went with Shea Gildress at uh, 26, who was um, hanging around. He's going to give you those points. And he's got a great rebounder, good blocks and solid assists at your guard spot. And then in the fourth round at 47, we looked at CJ McCollum, safe, but we're leaning into those points. We're leaning into those threes. And CJ McCollum gets you like really good assists uh, for a secondary guard and good blocks for a guard as well. So like th- that's kind of like a fun guard combo, CJ, uh, Shea Gildress, and Steph Curry. And then with the 50th pick, we went Jaron Jackson Jr. Nice upside, good points and threes and great blocks. So we're like great in points, threes, and blocks. And that's two things that Steph Curry's great in, and one thing he's terrible in. And then rounding out the end of the draft, there's a whole bunch of guys to choose from, lots of guards, lots of forwards, to or potentially centers to kind of mix and match with this solid group already. We went with Darius Garland and Robert Covington. We're probably close to top two, top three in points. We're definitely number one in threes. We're probably number one and two in blocks. Our rebounds are really good. Our steals are now actually pretty decent across the board. And our assists are pretty decent across the board. All you would have to do in the later rounds is either lean into rebounds or lean into assists. And then nothing is really bad. Our field goal percentage is solid. Our free throw percentage is pretty good. So you could boost those up in later rounds as well. So really, you got three elite stats here, three very good stats that you could lean into in the rest of your draft to build up. Uh, and then you're not really going to lose outright any week with the percentages. That's a pretty good build, Tyler. Indeed. 
I think that's it for our Who Do We Draft with Steph Curry. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? I can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate, review us, or uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Or if you like mock drafts, who doesn't like mock drafts, Tyler? We're doing a bunch of mock drafts over on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Follow us there. We appreciate you listening, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.